So on today's episode, we have the gorgeous Ashling Fox. She is a nutritionist. She's all about female hormones. She's studying to be a herbalist. She's just well full of knowledge, this lady is. And I can't wait to dive into all the questions I have for her today between the pill, contraception, period pains. She has us covered, ladies. So today I have the guru of female hormones, nutrition, Ashling Fox on. Ashling, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. The guru, God, I'll take yeah. that. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. Like, so if you don't follow Ashling, like, you need to follow her. Um, like, I started now, literally, I'd say a few months ago, I started following Ashling and I have learned so much about my own hormones, my menstrual cycle, periods, contraception everything because I don't think we get taught this in school at all like and I was like I need to have you on Mm -hmm. like to tell me about stuff and then like obviously you guys out there so let's talk then about obviously I'm fascinated about the pill contraception and the whole shebang so basically I was on the pill from 18 to 30 and I was like yeah that's grand and then I came off and I always thought no no joke I was like I don't have a libido I don't know, I'm just not really, you know, libido and, you know, and then like, I was just really like, I never realized I didn't have it. Then I come off, I listened to another pod you were on and I was like, oh my God, it's not me. It's not me. And I remember hearing it like, so what does that do to us? Like, you know, when we're like with our hormones, like I feel it definitely <clears throat> messed with my hormones from it. And I just was like, can you go into detail? About oh my God. This? So the biggest like misconception about the pill like the people that well, thing that people don't realise is that the pill switches off your hormones mm. so I always like laugh and like it's so ironic that you start having sex you don't want to get pregnant which is grand yeah and then you switch off your hormones so like a light like, switch basically literally like so like I have so many girls come to me in their 20s and on my consultation sheet one of the questions is tick it if you have low libido and nearly everybody ticks that especially <laughs> when they're on the pill though and like that, like literally what you said there, the amount of women who think, oh no, I don't really have any sex drive, or like sex isn't amazing. It even actually changes. So the pill even changes like your cervical mucus. So like even in terms of like the wetness is different. <laughs> TMI, but it's, it's, it's uh, the realness. Like it's the realness. I'm always like to my clients, so what's your cervical no. mucus like today? So we're going to be talking about all that today, right? Yeah. So literally no, but this is the thing. I'm sorry, but like, Sometimes girls are real prude and it is and we don't get taught we don't get told this in mm-hmm. in school, we don't get educated about it, and this is why we're here today. Talk about this stuff. Exactly. We'll talk about <laughs> it so you don't have to look it up. But talk even about that, the wet stuff. Yeah, talk about the wet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like even that in itself, like I've had girls being like, I really fancy my boyfriend. Like I'm just like, you know, yeah. there's so much kind of like the what we should feel, what should happen when you're you know, you're about to yeah. have sex kind of thing. And the pill switches off so much of that and we're not aware. So it should be that when you went in at nineteen they were like, okay, this is how the pill works. Mm. It's gonna switch off your hormones. Even like mm. anxiety is a huge thing I would often see linked to the pill as well. Mm. So my clients come off it and they're like, oh my God, I actually thought I had I thought I was anxious or I thought I had anxiety. I feel completely different. Yeah. So it's interesting that we're just not really told it so we could actually kind of make an informed decision, you know, that way. Yeah, and I feel when I went on it, I'd say it was more like I, when I was 18, my mom was the one that was like, oh yeah, you're going to start having sex or whatever, you need to go on that. And I was like, right. But when you get in, it's like, oh, so what's your weight? What's this? And you diagnose and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're on Yaz. And then my mom was like, about a year and she's like, you're a bit of a demon on that. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was, just, I was like, okay, right, I need to go in and change it. So then I changed it. 
went on to the mini pill, I started getting headaches. Mm. My, my legs started swelling up. I was like, this is not cool. So then I went in again and changed it again. And that was fine. I forget what I was on. And I was like... I just think it is like, and then I came off when I was about 30. I was like, I need a break. I've been on this for 12 years. This is not healthy. Now, they, they always say, oh, no, it's still fine. The doctors. But I came off it and then the acne. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And But it was scaring. Yeah. Scaring my face. It so is like, like, why does that happen? Stick. Yeah. Oh, it was like boulders for months, months. And I have no problem not wearing makeup. I had to get microneedling done. I actually felt so self-conscious. Like, why does that happen to us? Mm. Like, And especially, like, because you obviously even knew how to do your makeup, but I do it in 30. Yeah, so 30. all of a sudden you come off the pill and you're like, oh my God, my skin is oily. I don't know how to do my yeah. makeup anymore. Like, it is mad. So a lot of pills, especially ones like Dinette, Yaz, Yasmanel, mm. those are amazing for acne in terms of, for as long as you're on it, it helps your skin. Yeah. And like, even that, like, you know, I think back, if you're, mm. if anyone has really cystic acne, they're putting the pill, like, they're probably like, oh my God, the pill is literally our Lord Jesus Christ. They're like our saviour. Like, it literally cleared up their skin. They feel amazing. But once they know, when you come off that, chances are your skin is going to flare up. And the best analogy I always give to clients is when you clean your bedroom and you just feck everything into the wardrobe. Oh, and you're Monica, like, my bed, Monica, Monica, closet. Monica closet. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, like, literally, that's kind of the analogy that, like, for as oh. long as you're on it, you're like, yeah, it's grand, shove yeah. it into the closet. Mm-hmm, I'm just going to ignore that. And then, when you come off the pill it's like that wardrobe opens and you have to kind of address it and I've had clients who weren't even like in your situation like you didn't go on the pill for your skin Mm. but it is one of the side effects that happens when you come off it and even what happens as well some people's cycles become really irregular as well so you might have acne, you might have regular periods. Um, a lot of people get mistakenly diagnosed with PCOS. Yeah. During this time as well. I noticed that. Mm. See, the thing is, and like, even talking about this, right, I know when we get older, our hormones change. Okay, I totally get that. But then, talking about the contraception. So then, like, I had a break for a few years, okay? And then, obviously, I, I changed and I was like, right, I'll go on to a new one. Then I decided to go on to the beautiful, not so beautiful, is it Depot? Oh my God, I can't cope with that. No, no. When you were talking about that, it's horrible. It's uh, To anyone out there, I was like, I personally don't recommend it. Now, I tried two trials of it, th- three months and three months. I was number one a demon. I actually was Googling how depressed I was. I literally, all the signs, I Googled depression and all the signs came up and I felt like that, even though people all thought online, oh, she's out, has her shit together. I was so depressed. Obviously, I was going through a breakup and stuff. But regardless of that, I didn't feel in control of my emotions. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was someone inside me living it and it sounds really weird. But then like the pains and I remember actually like, oh my God, I was on the second round. I went to get, I was like, oh, this is great. The first three months I was like, this is great and all. Like, oh my God, it's so handy. Then I went back to get my next injection and I woke up for with this contractual pains. Like, I mean, I thought I was going to give birth. I was like, this is not normal. Then my legs started cramping. I was like, what is this? Happened for a few days and I was like, this is not cool. And then I st- I just knew there was something wrong. Now, I, I didn't get it after the six months. Like, why did, what, what, like, can you explain this to me? Like, The depot is terrifying. Like, if anyone is listening and they've been on it or they're on it at the moment or thinking about on it, going on it, I have a post on my Instagram page talking about the depot and underneath it, I'm like, gals, just give me your advice. You, give me your experience because mm-hmm. I've never been on it. I only know from what I've seen oh, with my clients. Gosh, no. It... First of all, you can't be on it for more than, I'm going to say five years. I think it could even only be three years. I think it's of, two or three. Yeah, Something I think it actually, bone density. Bone density, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. that in itself. If, why in God's name yeah. would you go in something that may affect your bone density? What, just so you can have sex? It's actually bizarre. 
And the hormones in the depot, so there's similar hormones mm. you're going to find in things like the mini pill and the marina coil and the mm. implant. So these hormones are called progesterone-only mm. birth control. And the major thing I would see with clients on progesterone only is mood. So any of my clients think about going the marina coil or anything like that, I'm like, do not go near it if you suffer with anxiety or depression anyway, because it can really make you feel a lot lower. Okay. And the other thing that happens is the hormones in that actually even act a little bit like testosterone in the body. So people get oilier skin yeah. or they might have like hair loss or they might have acne is really common as well. Or like water retention, kind of that real like pussy. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus, because, right, I went on this, okay, and I came off it, so I didn't go back for my third injection, which would have been, say, September. And I literally, like I was saying, felt, but I put on weight. I put on about seven to ten pounds. And I was like, what is this training, eating well? Mm. I've still had not held on to that a bit. And I'm really suffering with kind of trying to get back to my body now. So I'd be off that six months now. But like what you said, I've noticed more hair growth. The, ma- the, ma- the acne is coming back mm-hmm. again. Like, So you had that really recently. That was only last year. Yeah. Oh, and you've had your period. Is yeah, back? straight now. Come here. I'm very lucky. My, I'm so lucky. My period is like clockwork, and it took about two months to come back. But I'm every 28 days. Amazing. At fourth Saturday of every month, I'm like on it, and I was very lucky because. I was paranoid about that because my friend really suffered with it. Like ever since she got the the depot, was that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Yeah, she has back pain all the time from that. Yeah, like. It's just, I think it's it's so severe. Mm. I don't understand in what what circumstances they need to go that extreme. And like, where did know? it even come from? Because I, like, I remember years ago, I think my friend got it done like years ago. I think it came out, it would be nearly about 15, 20 yeah, years, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was grand, but only for, I've, I've been on the pill and then I went on the injection. I was like, this is not good. And when I listened to your pod about it, uh, with Sinead I was like oh my god I actually felt like a normal person because I don't think like I said we're not educated about this stuff enough but the doctors don't tell us what side effects are going to happen oh yeah you might feel a little bit like this so what like what like what would you say to people like you know how do you know or this is it's and I remember back in the day going on the pill and it's like here you go check your blood pressure yeah, yeah. you're great come back to me now there, there you yeah, go there you brilliant are. without actually number one explaining I know definitely the first time I went on the pill I had no idea how it worked I was like this is great I can't get pregnant Same. not realising well it's actually switching off your hormones mm. so what it's doing is stopping you from ovulating but ovulation is it's like the the middle part of like the the, the puzzle kind of thing like the yeah. either side of that is your how your body makes your hormones and your mm. hormones are responsible for everything from your mood your sex drive your um, energy, anxiety, they're natural painkillers. Mm. Like I'm sure we'll talk about more detail on that today, but they're switching that off. Mm. So I know this sounds so dramatic, but I would always say like, if you're on the pill and you're 20, you make the same hormones as your granny who's 80. Yeah, that's so true. Know? It's just like, so we're not told yeah. that. Yeah. And I think if we were able to have this informed decision, then when girls feel crazy on the pill and they don't realise it's from that, mm. or when they've no sex drive, or when they're anxious, or... There's loads of different side effects putting on weight that yeah. kind of might actually have more clue, be clued in and be like, okay, is this actually me or is this steroid drugs? Because that's what the pill is. It's a steroid drug. And again, it annoys me calling it like Yasmin. And like, I'm like, call it like, do you know, it makes it sound so trendy, nearly trendy. Like yeah. your mate from across the road. Do you get me? It's yeah. like, it just kind of takes away that it's actually a drug they're using every single day. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like when we take something, we think it's normal, but it's mad because even only getting educated about I'm in my mid-30s and I'm only 
no, through even listening to you and research and all that doctors don't tell me, I'm now my own body. And it's actually insane that like, I think a lot more <coughs> women are becoming more anxious, a bit more depressed because of, there, there, there's not enough education around this. So like, how would you even know? What, what, what would you say to someone who wants to either change their contraception or either come off it? Like what advice would you give to them? Like how to find the right thing for them? Um, I do have a highlight called birth control oh, on fab. my Instagram. There so you go. Have a little look at that. And basically, if you just understand how they work, like mm. the pros and cons of all of them. So 90% of birth control is hormonal birth control, which means going to switch off ovulation. Mm. So step one is understanding, like I just said there, why ovulation is so important. And that probably will be important. Like I think if you're on the pill for, you know, especially in your 30s now and you're on it for your whole 20s, like you mm. don't know your own personality. You don't know you who you are without mm. the pill. I know it sounds so dramatic, but you actually don't. So I would say it's, it's kind of different as well for different people. So if you were put on the pill at 20 because you're fainting in school yeah. or because you've one period a year or because it's cystic acne, I mean, those people may need to have a few more kind of things or tools in place to come mm. off the pill. But if you just went on it because you didn't want to get pregnant and now you're in a real long-term relationship and you're still taking it because that's just what you do and you haven't really thought about it since kind of thing, yeah. you could look into things like natural cycles. Have you heard of natural cycles? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people are into that now as well. And, and like tracking it so like talk to me more about this so then. natural cycles it's not the same as like your flow app I think that's mm. what people people like to me oh, oh I, I have flow yeah have like flow. which is flow. fab I'm like defo track your cycle but the tracking your cycle for like the likes of flow or eve or any of those kind of the apps that we use mm. that's just guessing it's basically saying okay this time last month you ovulated so chances are going to ovulate this this time this month yeah. it's just a guess yeah. but it doesn't actually know it's just you know it's just based on your last few periods yeah. where natural cycles it's literally based on science and even stuff like this I'm like this should be in our biology lessons this should 100%. be in home ec this should be it's actually it's not just being like oh like you know you may like if your boobs are sore it's not like oh. that it's actually based on your body temperature and the way natural cycles works, I always laugh when I'm talking about it. I'm like, they should be paying me. Like, 100% I, not if you're listening anyone who you works there. You're welcome to send me money <laughs> to talk about this. I yeah. literally send them so many people. But um, It's an app, isn't it? It's an app and you get a basal thermometer. So like... Oh. Um, you take your body temperature every single morning in your mouth, yeah, not yeah. in your vagina. Like one of my clients. Oh, oh my God, stop. Yeah, she's like, in your vagina every morning. I'm like, no, in your mouth. So <laughs> they're own, you know. <laughs> Starting off the day. But it's based on your body temperature and your temperature will dip and then it increases mm. after you ovulate. So once you start it, it takes a few cycles for it to get to know your yeah, cycle. Yeah, yeah. It's a really lovely app that comes along with it and you can either plan a pregnancy or prevent a pregnancy okay. depending on what your goal is. Yeah. So it will say like don't have sex like it gives you red days and green days and it's mm. like either don't have sex today or use an alternative um, method of contraception yeah. or if you're trying to get pregnant it'll be like go, go, go like yeah. ovulation. Um. So it's me. It's such a good tool and even for people who aren't even having sex or don't want to get or trying to have a baby or anything like that um, I would often get my clients just to track their cycle, just to yeah. get to know themselves. Some people have like, I haven't ovulated in 10 years. I'm on the pill. I have no idea what to expect. Oh, so just to kind of get to know themselves a bit, yeah. like know their body is important. And it's so funny that even talking about knowing your bodies, right? So talking about that as well is like, you know, the way like sometimes, I know it sounds weird, you can really feel yourself. Like I can feel like my right side, like purging out, you know, and you're ovulating. Yeah. Like I can yeah, feel yeah, it, right? Yeah. And I was like, this is not normal. So here's something for you. And I was dying to talk. I was like, I'll, I'll hold this story. I haven't put it on the gram or anything like that for anyone who's listening. So I came off the depot, okay? And I was like, right, need a break. I was like, no, I'm done. I want to go on to natural cycles. After you even saying that mm. now, I'm like, I'm done with hormones, anything. I want to be free flow and be in control of my body. So 
after that then, like obviously I'm in my mid-30s now and my periods started coming back. So then I started getting really bad pains, like contractual pains, right? And then I got my periods much heavier, much longer, like feeling really exhausted. I was like, this is not normal. And then I started to get pains after my periods, like had finished, say like whatever, after say five days or whatever. And I was like, this is not normal. Then about, like, you know, about a month ago, I literally got up and I couldn't walk. I had two pains in both sides of my ovaries. I was like, this is not this is not normal. This is not normal. And I was like, right. And even I said it to my mom. Now, my mom would have suffered with endometriosis and, ah, my, and my nana as okay. well. So I was like, right. I was like, maybe it runs in the family. And I was like, I know coming off, um, obviously, contraception. And then as well, with me getting older, hormones. I was like, no, I need to do something about this. So I went to the doctor, got blood tests done. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. I was like, right, grand. Booked in, got an ultrasound done. I only had my ultrasound done last week or the week before. I had to go in, up, across, really a bit awkward to be honest, kidneys, house bang, I was like right, I thought everyone was a bit nervous and I was like oh my god imagine they found something, then it came back, oh no, all good, all good, but I know, I was like I just, like I'm nearly waiting on this cycle, I just feel there's something changing, like what do you think I should, and then the amount, I was talking to this other girl, I was at an event a while ago, I'm not going to name names and she was going through the same thing and it was gas, she just opened up and started talking, she's like Emma I was on a year long journey, and now I have atomiosis and I seen mm-hmm. Sinead and I'm like, yeah. I just know there's something. The first thing I'll say, pain is not normal. This pain like, like was shooting and I yeah. couldn't walk. It was like shooting pains in my ovaries. And I was yeah. like, and I was like, hang on, I was on a walk with my sister. I was like, uh, like, and never happened. Like, mm-hmm. what, what What the hell? First of all, I'd love to see your bloods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like normal and optimal are two very, very different things. And this is something that... I never want to say condescending or any like mm. degrading or anything when I'm talking about doctors and things like that because they're so well qualified. Like, oh, 100%. It's, like so much respect for them. Yeah, definitely. But it's just the way they're trained is just different to how we would see hormones. So for example, like B12 is one I always bang on about and anyone who follows me, I'm always like, check your B12 yourself. Yeah. Like the range of B12, let's say is from 180 to 800. And it's literally one of the most important vitamins for hormones and ovulation mm. and breaking down estrogen and PMS mm-hmm. and all those things and if your B12 is 200 on a, on a blood test yeah you're grand you're within range from my perspective you were crawling the door like it's so oh, low right so there's optimal ranges and then there's there's normal or like yeah. within range so it could be as well you might not be actually ovulating every month mm. so sometimes you don't ovulate you get really really heavy could that be like a backup like a clot, like a like nearly like a. I didn't since I'm coming to say like obviously six months off contraception or whatever. I would it be like a backlog or what? Not what necessarily is it? backlog, but it could be that your body, like you've told your body not to ovulate for what nearly fifteen years, give or take. Yeah, so, yeah on and off. Yeah. So it's like your body's just kind of getting into tune yeah. with that, and we often skip cycles and don't realize it. Like you'll still get a period, or sometimes what happens is you get one really, really random or really painful period. I'm like, what the hell? Why was I so bad this month? And yeah, then it's grand. that was the other the month. Next month's fine. Yeah, right. So it could be that actually that you're not ovulating, and mm. if you don't ovulate, you don't make a hormone called progesterone, and progesterone is like a natural painkiller. So like I said, your period, you're not meant to be in bits. Your period is the most natural thing. Yeah, that we can have, and if there's pain, PMS, you know, sore boobs, cramps, breakouts, stuff like that. I mean. It's not normal, but it's not like mm. severe. Like it's not, you know, people can deal with it. But you're, you experienced then like that was severe pain. Yeah. And the fact that your mom does have endometriosis, that generally does run in the family. So it could be there's some tissue growth there or. Oh yeah. And I literally went down, got it checked and I'm just still like, not that I was, no, come here. I was delighted that nothing came back, but nearly I'm like, mm. It's very hard to check for endo. You can't do that with an ultrasound. Yeah, I know. 
So you go by your symptoms. Mm -hmm. And for you as well, like from being on birth control for so long, you probably almost like suppressed the symptoms. Mm. Now being off it and your own hormones are at play, it is likely that you're going to have more issues now. It yeah. was controlled through birth control, you uh, know, that way. And it's me nearly freaking out then, thinking, you know, the way every, like, you know, each of their own people were getting the boosters and, you know, the injections for COVID and stuff mm. like that. And I, and I was thinking, oh my God, imagine I'm premenopausal. Yeah. And, you know, because I've been You're here. Been, I was out. freaking myself yeah. out. Like, so, and then on top of getting the depot and then like, obviously like I'm 35, your hormones change at 35. Google is on overload. Like what, what do you think I, like what would you recommend now I should do? <laughs> Tell what? me. I would recommend you come to see me for a conversation. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, ah. like this is why I got Ashley on. Obviously. You're like hidden agenda also. <laughs> also Ashley, tell me now. Yeah. No, because I'm so fascinated about this stuff yeah. that I want to know more if about my If you are my, my client, yeah, step one, get your bloods done. Yeah. And I get them done on day two to five of your cycle. Okay. And we get your, it says two hormones called LH and FSH. And okay. they're the two hormones that you kind of look at. It's like seeing what your body's about to do. Right. So when we look at those, we can see, are you actually going to ovulate this month? Is your body planning on ovulating okay. this month? I'd be really interested to see things like your thyroid, because thyroid... I got that checked, and they said it was fine. So this is another one. The range is crazy. So if your TSH is, is above 2.5, it's too high. So, you know... Yeah. And doctors will let that go up to 4.4, and I won't let that go above 2.5. So you see the difference? Right. So thyroid, your B12, your iron, mm. your folate, you know, we'd look at, make sure you're ovulating, check all your hormones. And once we see that, Emma, it's like as if that's, I, once I have that, that piece of the puzzle, then we know exactly what we need to do. Okay. Yeah. And in relation to like PMS and all those kind of things, we, I see so many clients who just come to me with painful periods. There's so much you can yeah. do. Lifestyle is massively affected. Yeah. But what I would say is if you come back to me, say eight weeks later and you're still like, I'm still in bits, I'm still having this pain. Then we know it's something else. Then right. it could be adenomyces. Then it could be endometriosis. That's how I normally, I don't diagnose anything, but that's yeah. how I would go back to my clients and be like, look, we need to get this pushed through an endocrinologist or through your gynecologist. And like, you know, this isn't normal pain because nothing I'm doing is working. Endometriosis got to do with like tissue is almost mm. growing in the wrong place. And it's, it can be really, really painful. Like, yeah. and it's like me removing your baby finger. Like, oh, I can't yeah. do that using B vitamins. No, like, and, you know and the mean? weird so. thing is that you're saying that was, it wasn't, I think it was not my last cycle, it was my cycle before. And it was for about two cycles. No joke for about, like I'd say for at least three weeks out of the month, I had a hot war ball on my stomach every yeah. evening. So and my back. Yeah. And I felt wrecked. And I just was like, this is not good. Even my sister looking at me being like, what the hell? And it's not me. Because normally I'm the type of person, now I know our bodies change, but... The day, the first day or two of your period, you are a bit, you know, but then you can kind of crack on. You're like, right, I'll go about, mm -hmm. go the walks. But I physically, I just couldn't. I was drained. Like, yeah. And then you even talking about the vitamins. Now, I do take my vitamins, my B12, zinc, um, magnesium, all that as well. But it's so funny when you're talking about thyroids. Right. So years ago, I got my thyroid checked. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Whatever. And then I remember I was doing something on Ireland AM doing like a modeling slot and there was a nutritionist on mm. and she says ah oh, I'm about to head off but I have the machine there do you want me to take your metabolism for you or whatever and I says ah oh, right go on now this would have been about three four years ago and she took it anyways and she was like so are you healthy where'd you go to the gym I was like yeah about three four times I eat healthy blah 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 she gave me my metabolic age it was 43 <laughs> I was 32 33 like, sorry. I was literally like oh my god she was like I'm not being bad. She was like, but I would get your thyroid checked. Got my thyroid checked. No, it's fine. I was like, that's weird. I would struggle anyways mm -hmm. trying to lose a few pounds. Now, it could be the way my body holds on to weight, but I could be doing 
the best in the world and still that weight won't shift. So then she did check my thyroid there when I was getting the ultrasound and my blood's done yeah. for all that. But like what you said, like, I still don't feel that's enough. Again, though, it, it could be like what's optimal and what's normal. So yeah. you could be within range. And like I said, up to 4.4 within range. It's too high, though. So I have clients come into me and even their thyroid is three. The doctor won't even look at it. They're like, no, you're within range. And they're crawling to the clinic and they've every single symptom of underactive thyroid. They've low libido. They have weight gain. They have constipation. They have dry skin. They have depression. They have insomnia. They have... Um, high cholesterol, they're freezing cold all the time, can't lose weight, like, you know, all oh, these geez. things together. Yeah, but it's really common. I'm like, I'm like cold hands, cold yeah. feet. I know circulation <laughs> as well. a big one as well. I don't have headaches. Yeah, and then period issues. So heavy periods oh, really comes into right. that as well. So it's just looking at it from a different perspective. Do you know what we should do? We should defo. We'll do a consultation <laughs> and then we can do a follow-up. T- oh my God, we could do a follow-up like pod. Months. See, this is like... Yeah. knowledge within itself because I was holding all this information obviously to, to like yeah. have the pod I wasn't going to come on but like it's ev- it's crazy just even going into female health like I'm sorry but guys get away so easy like, oh my god like you know yeah. between us with our periods pregnancy ovulation just the whole shebang I'm just like seriously like give us a break but even talking about like let's chat, chat about even like say sexual health and smears and stuff like mm. this right so I would have shared how important it is to look after your female health so I'd religiously go for a smear and then I, I actually, I don't know if I, no, actually I did go back and then it was abnormal cells and I was like, okay, then I had to go again and they'd done the whole procedure. Sweet Mary Jesus. Now, if anyone hasn't had it, it is fine, but it's quite daunting. The procedure you have to have done, you know, they look inside, whatever it was. Then I had to, ha- then I, I went and like it was HPV mm-hmm. and then I had abnormal cells and then it was, what was it then? I had to get that method where I had to get them burned off. I had like level three. The let's procedure, Yeah, the let's. And seeing that level three, I literally was wrong crying. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because I felt so alone. And do you know what? I I, hands off, I went into the rotunda and I got it done. And the doctor was amazing, I have to say. He sat down and I goes, what is this? I feel like, like, I don't know what, what is wrong with me. You know, I just was really shocked. He drew out a diagram. He was this, he was that. And we're going to do, I was like, can I actually have that piece of paper? And I actually felt like a school girl. I was mm-hmm. like, why don't they teach us this in mm-hmm. school? Because you know the way so many girls now, they, in the girls' schools, they get the HPV injection. We never got that. No, and we now were like, all in there. Yeah. And But it was so funny. When I went in for the procedure, it was grand. It wasn't as daunting, but they were talking about fucking Bridgerton while <laughs> this is all going on. But he made me feel so relaxed. But that's how normal it is for them. Like oh, they are seeing, great. you feel like, oh my God, I'm on my own. This is the only person. Yeah. But for them, it's so yeah. chill. It's literally like getting a tooth removed. Yeah. Even probably less yeah. than that. Like, you know. And only for me talking about that, I really like my mom had it done and my sister had it done. And by me coming online and I just shared it on my stories, I, but I wanted to help people yeah. as well. The amount of girls that were just like, oh, I'm, I book my smear in. Like, yeah. you know, that way it's so important. Like, what would you say to people to look after their sexual health or female health? 100%. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. with, like you're the only one that can do it. And you literally get mm. letters or evolved and oh, yeah, I booked it next week. I booked it next week. And they're like, oh my God, it's been three months later. Just book it. You wouldn't let like, I don't know, your brow appointment go or your hair or it's just, it's Isn't literally it? like your MOT. It's just keeping yourself 
healthy. And I know it's scary and you're mm. like, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss, but yeah. it's one of those things no one else will do it for you. Like you have to look after yourself. It's the same as eating healthy and going to the gym and it's just part of... Going to the dentist, it's like go, another thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like going to the dentist, I feel like probably worse because people, I know, oh, I, know I hate, so I will uh, wait until I literally am in the middle of the night with a toothache. And oh, I'm like, I need to go to the dentist. Yeah. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> but for this, you, you know, you can't wait until you're having issues like bleeding after sex or like that's when yeah. people kind of get a fright and go oh my god I have to go now so you can do it by preventing it as yeah. well you know yeah. so yeah it's so important so it's important. mad because I remember you're, it's only like after 25 isn't it that we so, were supposed to 25 yeah. right and I remember years ago when I was going to the doctor when I was like 18 going on the pill and uh, that wasn't out that like not that law but that it wasn't out to get smears and they weren't advocates of it but the doctor actually said to me so a year after you're um, sexually active so you'd be whatever 19 come and have a smear and I actually paid for my smear when I was 19 and I'd done it all the time and then it came out remember there was a Jay Goody mm, thing came yeah. out and only then and I'm just like you shouldn't have to wait for 25 to get that sort of thing yeah it's mad Yeah, especially for a girl there's yeah. like you know that way like yeah. once you're your cycle happens mm-hmm. or if you're sexually active like it's crazy our generation we kind of got like I know for me when I was in sixth year mm. it came out to like the first years and second like I think the, the younger half of the school yeah. but because we're in sixth year there's no point getting it after you're sexually active so we just didn't give it to anyone so we kind of have this weird like middle that like we didn't get it yeah. where everyone kind of younger than us probably has had it by now so it'd be interesting to see the stats over the next couple of years and see if Cases are lower. I know. I know. Since it's crazy. Had the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't mm. it? And then even like I know, like say, like we said, getting the vaccines, people with back pain, everything. It's just like there's so much going on. So if you were to tell people what, because you were saying like how important B12 is, mm. and I know you're obviously Ashing's a nutritionist as well, and you're studying as a herbologist. Herb- uh, herbalist. Herb- yeah. I'm like herbology. Harry Potter. Says, oh my god! Everyone says herbology. Herbalist. Herbalist. Yeah. Like literally, herbology is like Harry Potter style, yeah. but a herbalist. Yeah. So what would you say? What would you recommend? recommend now for me or women to take for like for you know to better themselves their hormones everything like that like go into detail tell me first of all everyone is very different okay well so yeah I think you have to understand what causes hormonal imbalance then Mm. you then you need then you'll know what you need to take yeah because you're so different to like Barbara who's 45 okay or like yeah Barbara who's 11 just got her first period to know that kind of way Mm. the biggest thing to understand is cycle split into two I'm gonna give you a real quick crash course in biology because something that we just don't know like we should have been thought yeah I always say like day before you get your period normal to be a bit wrecked you get your period, you have the pain, blah, blah, mm. blah. But generally your mood defo improves once mm. your period comes, yeah. right? And that first half of your cycle is a hormone called estrogen. Mm-hmm. So think of estrogen like your real, like your get up and go hormone, right? So it's your energy, your mood, your sex drive, your mm-hmm. motivation. And when I say sex drive, I, that's almost like your zest for life. It's not just like like jumping into bed. It's like your... Your drive, your, your motivation. Drive. Yeah, like doing yeah. workouts and like creativity and that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. right? The main thing I remember about estrogen is estrogen makes things grow, so it makes your period grow. Okay. Now, if we've too much estrogen, you're gonna have heavy periods. Mm. You're gonna feel sluggish. You're gonna get the sore boobs. Like sometimes my boobs be a size bigger before I get my period. Yeah. That's too much estrogen there. Okay. If people are getting like cysts and fibroids, that's all too much estrogen. So estrogen is amazing once we have the right type mm-hmm. and once we have the right amount. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not enough estrogen there, you won't ovulate at all. You don't mm. get your period. Oh, okay. Gosh. So then you ovulate in the middle of the cycle. Yeah. There are six days you can get pregnant. This is another thing we were never... Imagine we knew that in school. Six days. 
yeah and I I know this is terrible only over the last few years I thought it was five or six days you can only get pregnant but we were always told oh no you can get pregnant for three weeks out of the you know that way it it was was like like, if you have sex you will get pregnant oh yeah no matter what yeah that's it right so it's just it's mad that we're just the no education it's Mm. literally six days the day that you ovulate maybe give yourself like the 12 hours after that and then the five days before because sperm lives for five days yes I know that yeah (laughs) which is mad yeah (laughs) I just actually think that's the most bizarre thing floating around what's it doing in there five days yeah do you know what I mean (laughs) get out (laughs) so anyway once you ovulate, then you make a hormone called progesterone. And yeah. this is what I was saying to you. I don't think you're ovulating or it's possible you're not ovulating because right. when we make progesterone, it's a natural painkiller. It lightens your periods. Right. It helps with anxiety. It helps with mood. It helps with cramps and breakouts and headaches and literally anything that happens before your period when you feel crap, progesterone will help that. Right. But only if we have enough. I don't feel I have enough. Even no one has enough. Even you talking about this, I'm like, oh my God. No one has it. So where do I get this, this is from? The problem, right? This Tell is, me, this where do I get the problem? <laughs> progesterone, the main reason progesterone is low is that stress steals progesterone. Mm. Okay, so people who are really, really busy and even good stress. I say to my clients, you stress, like, no. And I'm like, you busy? Oh my God, I'm so busy. I have this, mm. this and this. So, you know, the amount of people I see, like they do a hit workout before they start work in the morning. They're imagining work and they're coming home, they're meal prepping, they're doing this and doing that, meeting pals and busy, busy, busy. Mm. Our generation thrive, thrive on that, like the rat race. The oh adrenaline. yeah! Yes, I'm. Right. I'm laughing here to myself because that used to be me. Yes, mm. I was actually. I'm really good since COVID. I have to say, I've kind of same. Yeah, I only yeah. said that same. Yeah. I've chilled the fuck out a lot. Yeah, me too. I don't care about anything. Yeah. I'm so more than much. Give more me chill. more progesterone, please. Thank yeah. you. Give me other progesterone. Yeah. And you do, and it's kind of funny because not mm. everyone experiences it. But if you have enough progesterone in the second half of your cycle, I actually almost find I'm better the second half of my cycle. Like I'm, you're so. I always said it's just have your shit together. It's that's like. You know, women are so good at multitasking when you're just like in yeah. the zone, real chill. Like progesterone is a real calming hormone. So if you ever had a friend who's just about to give birth, generally they're like, yeah, I'm having a baby, but they're grand. Um, my sister is four days off. And is she grand? I'm just like, yeah, I'm just bouncing on the ball and everything. Do you know grand. what I mean? I'm like, I'd be freaking out. But you won't be because progesterone is that calming hormone. So anyone's had a baby Hook it to my veins. experience literally. <laughs> I'm like, if it was a perfume, I'd be like, literally, like I would serum or something. Bathe in it. Yes. Bathe in it. Yeah. Yeah. So the goal is we want to keep as much progesterone in the second okay. half of your cycle. Yeah. Stress seals progesterone. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're up the walls, me recommending you take a B vitamin. I mean, that's not going to get you very far. Yeah, I know. So look at practical things first. Like what I would look at with clients is your caffeine intake. Like that's a huge one mm. that people are, you know, again, COVID, everyone's got coffee mocks. We literally nothing else to do. But all of a sudden then people are like, oh, I never drank coffee, but now I do. And they're having mm. four coffees a day. Oh no, I'd never hit that. No, uh, no I'd be climbing the walls. But some people do not. They're yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't affect me. I'm actually fine. Yeah. But how coffee works is it increases cortisol. Cortisol is stress. Stress. Yeah. What's stress going to do? It's going to steal your progesterone. Yeah. So Forget about like, you know, relationship stress and work stress mm. and day to day life like coffee, like really intense hit workouts. I always say you're running from a bear, you're going for a run, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, <gasps> what else? Blood sugar imbalancing, being hangry. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. You come into the kitchen, you're like a monster, your hands are shaking. Mm. Oh my God, get me food mm. now. Mm. Don't talk to me. I don't, I don't care what we're going to eat. And you're just shoveling anything into your mouth. That your body is in panic mode it releases stress in those situations as well so there are three real practical tips that you can address straight away from a hormonal perspective to help with stress and if you the less stress you're using up or less stress you're triggering the less your progesterone gets stolen my best analogy I can give actually this will make so much sense people you remember me saying it is Mm. think of your progesterone like a bag of popcorn oh and every time you trigger stress you steal a piece of popcorn Okay. So it doesn't seem like that much, but over the course of a month, every time you have a coffee, every time you go to, you know, and then talk about workouts, but like sometimes, 
you know, they, you feel amazing after your workout as well. But there's difference, I would say, between like forcing yourself to go to the yeah. gym on a Thursday night when you're wrecked and doing a hit workout. That used to be me, Ash. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like I was go, go, go as in like... And I never realised it until COVID hit, to be honest. And then, like, personal things, etc. But I used to get up, 6 o'clock, hit workout, coffee, into a work environment, go, 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 10 hours a day, see friends, come back, da, 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 da. constant, like, and I'm only realising now, I thought I wasn't stressed, I was living life, I was like, I'm mm-hmm. getting the fullest out of everything, life is amazing. But it's like I'm kind of, <clears throat> not grieving that stress, but I'm trying to let all that go now and find my own flow. And I think that could be actually play a part in my kind of hormone imbalances. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And so mm. I'm the same. I had to completely address that when we, everything, sh- I couldn't go to the gym anymore in COVID. So I used to have like a mental day in work. And the way I de-stress was put in my earphones and do a workout. It's mad. And you feel amazing because you are getting those endorphins, but your body is under chronic stress. Or I'd be like, God, I'm not going to have yeah. a coffee and go gym. Like it's just stress, 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 stress. It's just about reducing that and just calming it down. In relation to supplements, now, I don't really like giving supplement advice because everyone is so different, right? Exactly. But supplements that are amazing for things like this are your magnesium because your yes. body excretes magnesium when you're stressed. And magnesium is for everything from, like even mm. think like sometimes you don't even poo when you're stressed. Like that kind of, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, so like, most people, I that's... Think, but, uh, would that have an effect with IBS then? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I... Jeez, I have so many stories. <laughs> um, like I was like that. I never knew I had IBS. And this was years ago and driving on stress, blah, 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 like... And then I started getting stomach ulcers. Yeah. And then I had to go to the D-Doc one day. This would be, jeez, I'd say about eight years ago. And the pain was excruciating. I could not eat. I could not breathe. Anyways, I got diagnosed. Um, and gluten intolerant anyways, but it was IBS. So then I started kind of to really look after my diet, my lifestyle, what I eat. I'm very aware of my body as well. So I know how to gauge it and stuff like that. But it's mad only when you look into that. Like I got intolerance tests done. I take a probiotic and all, but it's just crazy. Even like your gut, like yeah. when you look after it, your gut, like that's <sighs> like the center of everything. Isn't so the it? first thing I look at when someone comes to me with even heavy periods, acne, whatever it is, I will see what's your digestion like mm. because your gut, yes, it kind of obviously absorbs nutrients, but the other job is it makes your mood, so your happy hormones, serotonin in the gut, <laughs> and your immune system is in yeah. your gut, and your immune system isn't just like colds and flus and yeah. like oh I had I haven't haven't had an antibiotic in years. It's something that's basic. Say you having acne recently. Yeah. Well, is your body seeing that inflammation, seeing that acne, being like, right, lads, we need to go fix that. Mm. So when your immune response isn't working, or period pain is a really good example there as well. Mm. Like we do have natural painkillers that our immune system is meant to send, being like, go fix that pain. And when your immune system not working properly, you don't really get those things. Yeah. So yeah, oh my God, stress is like the, the center of everything. Yeah. So sometimes I'd say like, you know, you can't always manage stress. Like I would say me personally, like I'm I'm a walking hypocrite half the time with certain things because I live you do? A mad, I live a mad life. Like I'm mad busy all the time. How do you? Because I lo- I make sure that like I don't drink coffee anymore. I might have Gosh. I might have two coffees a week in terms of Good like for you. yeah like proper proper calf full calf mm. <laughs> and then I drink decaf. So I'm still mm. having like the soul. Like I love oh my I do decaf as well. Yeah. Um, I kind of gauge who I feel like I love doing hit workouts. I love that buzz. But if I've had a mental day and I'm like I'm actually wrecked, I might not go to the gym. I might go for a walk or I might just go and lift weights and not actually put my body under that much stress. Yeah. And then I take supplements and I take herbal medicine. So I'm kind of using herbal medicine. Tell me. So this is the herbs. So like I'm, I'm so interested in all this as well because I just think I watch these things on Netflix as well. The body, you know, like the body can heal itself. Did yeah. you ever watch that thing? Yeah. And like people who have been really ill that they don't go down the proper medicine route. They actually heal it naturally. Yeah. Because I think even like, you know, actually I was watching 
the new like nature parks thing with Barack Obama last night. Oh, he was seeing yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. and his voice is so soothing, so soothing. But most of all, our medicines come from the rainforest, originate from the rainforest, and I think that's amazing because yeah. it's amazing to see that like we can take so much proper drugs or whatever it is that when we go back to nature, it mm-hmm. actually can heal our body. So how would you, like, talk so to me more about this. 100%. That's what I'm learning now to be, trying now to be a herbalist. Um, my mum is a herbalist. Amazing. So I was brought up with herbal medicine, with oh. natural medicine. And my brain's so science-based. I have to know how mm, things work. It's mm, always where I've mm. been. And now me trained to actually be a herbalist because in our clinic, my mum is a herbalist. I'm a nutritionist. Mm. I've used herbs forever with my clients through my mum. But the only thing I can say, I would never get the results I get on their own, my own without the mm-hmm. herbs. Like, nutrition is just not enough. And mm. I think herbal medicine is a huge part that we've just forgotten about. Mm. Nature has provided every single thing that we need. Literally. And now me learning the science of herbs. Like, so I'm learning things called phytochemicals, which mm. are literally like the chemical constituencies in herbs, how they work, how they interact with the body. And... It's just fascinating. Like I said, there's herbs like there's herbs you can take that increase your progesterone. So I take herbs every single month that help support my what progesterone. What herb is this level. now? <laughs> there's herb called Chaseberry, which is amazing. Oh, wow. Again, I wouldn't so like I wouldn't Obviously, tell people to get herbs. No. Yet until, but there's herbs like yeah. that for everything. Like literally, it's so fascinating. Oh my like God. so even endometriosis, we give yeah. herbs. At IBS, we have herbs. So in our clinic, we have three hundred different herbs. Wow. And they're all for different things. So what we do is we make a personalized tincture. So in one bottle of herbs, say my tonic, for example, what I would take. My herbs, what I get last week, they are for um progesterone. Yeah. For are these liquescence? No. Yeah, because I remember Are like, they liquid, you say? Yeah. They're, they're liquid. They're liquid, yeah. Mm, yeah. In a little like a glass bottle. They're either big, you might be thinking of is it a Vista or something like that? New Vista. New Vista. They're, I, they are herbs. I, yeah, yeah, I've taken them before. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. they're a potion. They're like yeah. hocus pocus stuff. Are but they, they work. Yeah. Are they different because you make up personalised tonic? So imagine we have 300 different bottles oh, wow. and I just make up like you in a bottle. I probably never have given that to anybody yeah. else. So they're personalised medicine. Do you know that way? And we're always getting to the root of the problem. So instead of me giving you to make your headache go away, I mm. give you something to prevent your headache from coming back again. Do you know that? So it's always, that's the whole thing what I do is get into the root of the problem. Yeah. That's you know? mad. Like, that's mad. Like, so I, I couldn't even ask you now being like, oh, so what uh, would you take? Like, what are the main things you could take as a female to like keep your hormones in balance or keep yourself in check? Is there anything specific that you could recommend or is it very personal? Um, Like B12, you said anyways. No, not even B12. Really? Only if you're low on B12. It's ma- yeah, it's like, where do you start? It's so yeah. personal, isn't it? Magnesium is really important. Yeah. And magnesium is very safe. And mm-hmm. magnesium, everyone depletes it when you're stressed. Yeah. So it's like even things like insomnia. If, you, if you're going to bed at night, your brain is going 100 miles mm. an hour. That's magnesium deficiency. Mm-hmm. If you're getting leg cramps, that's magnesium deficiency. Mm-hmm. If you're getting really bad ovulation pain or cramps around your period, you know, feeling tired during the day, magnesium can help, can help with all of yeah. those things. And magnesium is mostly found in leafy green veg. So like yeah. when you put it Spinach, that way, nobody that, yeah. is having enough magnesium. People no. do not eat enough greens. So yeah. that's quite a safe supplement. Mm. On the other side then, so I've mentioned estrogen at the start. So too much estrogen is heavy periods and low progesterone is kind of the mood but sometimes what can happen is you can have both of those things together at the same time mm. so imagine you were up the walls and you had no progesterone you felt awful at the same time we had really heavy periods from having too much estrogen and estrogen comes quite a lot from poor gut health so like if you're constipated the way you get rid of hormones is you poo them out so yeah. all of a sudden you're not pooing them out anymore b12 comes in here with your estrogen yeah. and your food and your environment mm. so that's glass, is it? Your, your bottle? Or plastic? Plastic. So like plastic bottles are I a know. big one. They should be glass. Glass, yeah. yeah. 
glass bottles using plastic like reheating I know it's really common before COVID as well people like bring in meal prep and like reheating plastic Tupperware or plastic you know that in like microwaves and stuff like that oh um is really important that's much yeah and then our cosmetics like yours glams me like love my tan love my makeup love my like I love that stuff Mm. but they are chemicals they Mm -hmm. come into the body and your body's like I don't really know what this is so I'm just going to convert it into estrogen but not the estrogen that makes you happy and horny Mm. the estrogen that just makes your heavy periods and your boobs sore do you know that kind of way so it's kind of about finding the balance of those two things so someone might come to me and they're like no I'm actually grand I'm not stressed like my job is fine I have a real chill life like and but they've they've their diet's really bad mm. and they've they've really bad constipation. Yeah. So for them, the supplements would be different for them. Do you yeah. know that they wouldn't need stress things, they'd need gut support, maybe probiotics and yeah. something for gut health. Actually, magnesium to be honest, actually will be good yeah, there as basically well for a constipation. Everyone, <laughs> magnesium. But that's really good because I think for anyone listening and even for me, it's just an education within itself. Mm. And I know we could be talking here forever. Yeah. And like, I've learned so much today, even talking to you. Like literally, I could be like, I'll be writing down notes and all. And like, all I know is I will be like, can I have an appointment, please? <laughs> so for anyone else who wants to like follow you or like learn more, what is your handle on Instagram? Okay, nutrition. And where do you work to give a shout out? I'm in, my clinic's online. Oh, not online, what am I talking about? My clinic <laughs> is online and um, in Port Marnock is where we're based. Oh, amazing. So you can check it and go on to, I always say anything like this, go on to my Instagram and look at all my highlights yeah. and look at my page. So we even talk about supplements, like I've loads oh, of Oh, I had Q&As a deep dive. There. I was like a yeah. highlight looking at everything. And you'll just learn, like, you know, it's just kind of educating yourself. Literally. And you will like that. I can't give you supplement advice mm-hmm. now talking to everyone, but if people are reading through it, like I do, you might be like, oh, actually, I'm going to yeah. try that and try this. And yeah, yes, yeah, so you can definitely try it. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for no coming problem. on. You Thank have you been amazing and I've learned so much. Thank you. No problem. Well, that's it for today on the Empower with Emma podcast. I could be here all day talking to Ashton because I think she's just a well full of knowledge and we don't learn those things in school, do we, ladies? So thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Emma Kyo and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.